In June, couple Joydeep Sen Gupta and Blaine Stephens and their friend Mario De Pena filed a petition in the Delhi High Court challenging the Citizenship Act of India. This makes theirs the fifth petition to challenge the Indian law for not recognizing same-sex marriage. Blaine is a US citizen and a long-time resident of France, and Joydeep is a Canadian citizen since 2011. and is an overseas citizen of india or oci card holder blaine and joydeep were legally married in new york in 2012 and they are recognized as a married couple in the united states in canada and even in france joydeep still has family in india and so he has made several visits over the past two decades blaine however has had to visit india to meet his uh, uh, partner's family on temporary or business visas now earlier this year the couple was expecting their first child and blaine wished to enter the country with the same ease that other spouses of oci card holders can section 7a 1d of the citizenship act permits foreign spouses of oci card holders to apply for oci status however If a marriage has been solemnized in a foreign country, the spouse must present a marriage certificate that has been certified by the concerned Indian mission or post in that country. However, before Blaine and Joydeep reached out to the Consulate General of India in New York, they wanted to make sure that their marriage was recognized for them to even apply for an OCI status for Blaine. So they asked Mario, their friend who is based in India in Mumbai, to file an RTI in order to ascertain whether they could apply for an OCI card for Blaine under the Citizenship Act. Now, Mario is a queer rights academic and activist. He has been pursuing a PhD at Rutgers University in US on the history of hijras in the 18th and early 19th century Western India. He has worked uh you know in queer activism for over 20 years and he is also a co-founder of Anjuman which was the first queer students collective at uh, Jawaharlal Nehru University uh back in 2003 So we caught up with Mario to tell us a little bit more about this petition which apart from in fact challenging the citizenship act has also sought legal recognition of all same sex queer and non-heterosexual marriages under the Foreign Marriage Act of 1969 and the Special Marriage Act of 1954. Hi Mario, thank you so much for joining us on Gender Question. Um I'm very very happy to have you uh talk to us uh for my listeners I think you should know that Mario is somebody I I you know have deep respect for as an academician and deep love for as a friend. Um and thank you Mario, thank you for coming. Um you of course are joining us because you are a petitioner now for marriage equality. So um 
Mario, can you tell us a bit about how did your uh, petition for same-sex marriage come about? Uh, you're petitioning with two other people who are a couple. So tell us a little bit about this. this is, it's a very queer petition. Thanks. Interestingly queer petition. <laughs> It yeah. really is. I'm not officially part of any couple. So in that sense, certainly. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, Damini. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. Um, you know, uh, the lawyer, our lawyer, uh, Karuna Nandi is a very close friend of mine. And um, earlier this year, we were doing an event together in the aftermath of which she... You know, she told me that uh, she was considering uh, approaching the Delhi High Court on behalf of Joydeep and Blaine, um, you know, to check what the status of, uh, you know, their relationship, their marriage would be in India. Um, and it was unclear. So because um, Joydeep is an OCI, and uh, Blaine is uh, a foreigner. They're both foreigners, but uh, she wanted to know whether Blaine could approach uh, the Indian government um, for an OCI application um, and whether the Indian government would grant uh, an OCI request uh, to a foreign spouse of a foreigner who was an OCI. So when you spoke to Karuna and she said she was trying to understand what in what status can Blaine come to India or apply for this card, what did you respond saying? So uh, we needed to know from the Indian government whether whether the provision in the Citizenship Act, which says that registered marriages, um, you know, marriages that are registered. Uh, would be recognized under Indian law. We wanted to understand what the government meant by the term registered uh, over there. Because for all practical purposes, Joydeeps and Blaine's marriage uh, was registered in the US. Um, it is recognized, as you said, you know, in three different countries. Would it be recognized under the provisions of Indian law? And so I approached um, the government, three different ministries, uh, the Ministry of Home Affairs, uh, the Ministry of Home Affairs Foreigners Division, and the Ministry of External Affairs to find out what they meant by the term uh, registered in the Citizenship Act. Um, now for, for a whole month, the query, it was an RTI query, yeah. it kept getting bounced between the different ministries, and there was no clear answer. Um, and I think um, this precipitated, uh, you know, as deciding that it was important that there be a clarification or some kind of um, clarity from the government as to what exactly that term meant and whether Joydeeps and Blaine's marriage, their relationship, would be recognized under Indian law. At that time, as we already know, there was already a case in the Delhi High Court, that of uh, Vaibhav Jain and Parag uh, Mehta, right. uh, who had approached uh, the Consulate General of India in New York right. um, to recognize their marriage, and the Consulate refused. 
right. and so you know we were presented with uh, a situation as to whether the indian government uh, would recognize uh, the the right of um, somebody like blaine to apply uh, for an oci uh, you know joydeep and blaine they they just had uh, their baby and at that time they were expecting and i think any family um which is expecting any couple that is expecting would like to you know involve their parents in the care of their child and it seemed unclear whether blaine would be able to come to india um you know to join joydeep uh, with his parents um and sort of just take care of the baby together in october last year us based couple vaibhav jain and parag mehta filed a petition in the delhi high court after they were denied a certificate of registration of their marriage by the consulate general of india in new york vaibhav and parag had got married in the united states i think the pandemic has really conveyed to to all of us um just how just how so many of our lives and relationships can you know um what we take for granted within them can just be pulled away and so i think for some for a couple like joydeep and blaine who are really just trying to live ordinary lives um you know with their families um and feel fulfilled in those ordinary lives the you know the pandemic certainly played um played its part in pushing them towards petitioning the court so what we're trying to understand very simply is what does a registered marriage mean i mean exactly and, 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 i'm sorry and sorry it sounds so technical but the law is even though you know our lives don't conform to those Yeah. technicality is very often yeah but you see but that's just it, it does it's such a big blind spot so the way, so when we think then if you actually think about it a law that literally determines um you know whether somebody's partner who is a recognized partner in some other country's law right can come within the definition of registered and you realize that there is no scope there's no thinking of it right I think that this is essentially what we mean when we talk about laws being straight and laws being made for you know straight couplehood because there is just no imagination that there can be any other kind of right No absolutely I think if you look at the world around us uh there are many people who fall foul of you know these very narrow definitions of who can come under the law and you know very often our lives don't conform to those definitions um unfortunately for now it seems that the diverse petitioners in all these cases uh where we are just one among you know several cases before the kerala high court and the delhi high court um the diverse petitioners in all these cases have found themselves not recognized you know under the provisions of india's laws and uh, it really is you know a fight for that recognition 
besides Vaibhav and Parag Mehta's petition, there's also the petition of a lesbian couple, Kavita Arora and Ankita Khanna, who also petitioned the Delhi High Court to recognize their relationship under secular laws in order for the two to access the protections granted to any other married couple. The Hindu Marriage Act has also been challenged by petitioners Abhijit Ayyarmitra, Gopi Shankar, Geeti Thadani and Jiurvasi. And this petition contends that the Hindu Marriage Act does not distinguish between heterosexual and homosexual marriages. Last year, a petition challenging the Special Marriage Act also came up before the Kerala High Court with petitioners Sonu MS and Nikesh Pushkaran arguing that certain provisions of the law were discriminatory. These petitions have, as you very correctly said, have been before the court, uh, the two high courts, Kerala High Court and the Delhi High Court, um, separate clubs of petitions actually, for some time now. And it's not as if this conversation of same-sex marriage has not already started. It, it definitely has. And one of the things that I encounter uh, from people is, why is it necessary? Why is it important? What What would you respond to that with? Um, as I, you know, I think so many people who are in relationships with each other, um, are just seeking to leave, you know, lead those lives of complete normality and utter ordinariness. And I, I really think there's very little beyond that, uh, why they seek to, you know, f- find recognition in marriage. I think mar- we live in a society where marriage actually conveys a great um, amount of dignity uh, upon the individual. Now, you as queer people, we can question that. And, you know, good queer people have questioned that and why so much importance needs to be laid on, you know, on on precisely the things that society makes you conform uh, conform to. Queerness, of course, has been something, you know, that fights conformity. And, you know, for a long time, many queer activists have also spoken um, against uh, the idea of marriage. Personally, I've always been, you know, um, in favor of anybody who wants to, you know, live those lives of utter normality with each other, uh, whether you uh, want to get married or whether you choose to just live in with another person. I think if you love somebody, you should have the right to live with them and have your relationship recognized to the extent that you want it to be recognized. Uh, I think other kinds of relationships should also be recognized. Marriage is governed by both secular and personal laws and it is predicated on the assumption that it is between a man and a woman. In February, the counsel for the centre told the Delhi High Court, quote, In our country, despite statutory recognition of the relationship of marriage between a biological man and a biological woman, marriage necessarily depends upon age-old customs and societal values. 
Living together as partners or in a relationship with a same-sex individual is, quote, not comparable with the Indian family unit concept of a husband, wife and children, the government said, arguing that the institution possessed a certain sanctity. Quote, any interference with the existing marriage laws would cause complete havoc with the delicate balance of personal laws in the country. Unquote. This is what the council said. Now, clearly the state recognizes that addressing blind spots in the language of laws is not an easy task. But at the same time, this state is also driven to maintain the distinction between so-called societal values and quote-unquote age-old customs, right, on the one hand, and the actual lived multiplicity of our experiences. After all, same-sex couples don't really exist outside customs or societal values. They are as affected by them as pretty much everybody else living within the same society and governed by the same customs. The difference is that the protections that married heterosexual couples are granted living in that society by the law simply don't apply to same-sex couples or for that matter same-sex families. There are conflicts when it comes to what happens to the the welfare of children, you know. And I think, uh, unfortunately, you have to approach uh, the law in order to, you know, take care of these conflicts. Fundamentally, it's really a question of recognizing equality and the dignity. And uh, there is a phrase, in fact, in the petition, which I thought uh, was reminiscent, in fact, of so many of the other petitions that have come up during the Nafti Johar and prior to that, the Delhi High Court, uh, the Nas uh, petitions that were, you know, uh, were challenging Section 377, which really is seeking um, uh, equal dignity before the law and full, uh, full personhood. And I find that really, I find that really um, striking because. Um, this is really just the story then of community or groups of people that keep approaching the court to keep granting full personhood because there are always lacunas that exist in our current legal system where we are not seeing full personhood being granted. Of course, we're talking about full personhood, we're talking about dignity, we're talking about what the constitution guarantees us. But there are also legal benefits of being part of the same-sex marriage, right? And your petition also talks about this? No, absolutely. And one of, again, going back to Joydeep's and Blaine's lives, um, you know, they do find that there is a very real consequence to, you know, their marriage, their relationship, possibly not being recognized in the eyes of Indian law. And that is that Blaine cannot then apply for an OCI uh, status in India, which would then permit him to travel and visit his partner's family. Uh, and just, you know, for that, for that, just sim the most simplest of joys that can emerge from, you know, the, that interaction. These are the ways in which, um, you know, Indian laws 
can be prejudiced or biased in favor of uh, those whose marriages are recognized and many others may f- you know fall short where is the position stand right now what is at what point of this legal journey are you on well i think it's still early days ramani you know we are we've just uh, filed and the government has been asked to respond um the next date uh, for hearing is at the end of august so i think that's when we expect there will be some kind of response uh from the government um you know the government's response to the other petitions have not been the best you know they've said that uh these petitions will cause complete havoc in the delicate balance of um, of personal laws in india uh but very little about um you know people's whose rights are you know being not recognized under the law um so it's possible that the government may respond in in similar terms although we hope that uh, that's not the case um but i think given uh, the enormity of the task before the the court it's uh, possible that you know the case won't be decided in one or two hearings i think we're in this for the long haul um in much the same way as you know um the 377 case uh took um you know there was a lot of public opinion to be gal- uh, that was galvanized at that time and i imagine something similar um with this case as well because I think even with the ordinary indian citizen uh you know she might say okay uh it's fine we won't criminalize you but why should you have this right which for so many people can be a sacrament or for so many people you know can be not 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 just an ordinary secular right uh you know there's so much more importance that is attached uh to the idea of marriage and I, but i think I think time is on our side and I think um you know history also will be on our side um but I I do think it will take time This is your host Dhamini signing off you can reach me on Twitter at @dhamini or on HD Smartcast on Facebook Twitter and Instagram To listen to more podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast HD Smartcast